This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. Thursday here on the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9, AM WTBC. Hope you're doing well today, Pastor of Pain, uh, in the driver's seat with you here to get you through the next hour. We got a lot to get into on the program today. Of course, uh, we're going to look more at Michigan and Alabama and Washington, Texas. We didn't get to that too much on yesterday, but we'll talk more about that ball game. The final four, if you will, we'll do that with you. We'll take your phone calls, 205-342-9904 plus at 1140. Every Till Thursday, we turn up the heat. You know, we turn up the music. You're in the club. We're going to rock with you. Stephen M. Smith, in his own words, will join us at 1140. Of course, he is not at the Rose Bowl, but he is following the team closer than anybody that I know. He knows a lot, a lot of insight there. So uh, we'll get his uh, thoughts, pick his brains about this matchup with Bama and Michigan. People still liking Michigan. I was watching the uh, Fox show last night. Uh, some folks still like Michigan, so we'll get to some of that on the program. And uh, bowl games are going on right now. You just heard the top of the hour programming. Uh, he was a little off on that score prediction because SMU just scored. They lead Boston College 7-3 at Fenway. Uh, the Fenway Bowl 7-3, that game is SMU ranked 24th in the country. Boston College of the ACC has only three, so that's the updated score there. Later on tonight, Rutgers and Miami, or today I should say, Rutgers and Miami, NC State, Kansas State. That should be a good matchup. Ranked teams, and then another two ranked teams, Arizona and Oklahoma, will close out tonight with the bowl schedule on the four letter network. 205 342 is the number. Tied 100.9. I'm going to slow it down some. Tied 100.9. Download your app, computer, your phones, Apple, Android. I don't think, if you got internet, you probably could download it. It's free. It costs you nothing. You can listen to all of our program programs. You can listen to even when we're done. You can go back. I like the radio on demand. You can go back and I do it often. I critique myself. I critique the show. I go on radio demand and I listen to the show over again. Or if there's something funny that I want to hear, I can go anytime, wherever I'm at and listen to any of the shows right there on Tide 100.9. Leave your questions, your comments, your thoughts uh, about the game and Noah Haynes will definitely uh, read those for you on 
the program. <laughs> I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. Kind of a, not a sunny day, but not cloudy. I don't know what you want to call it. Fair, partly cloudy. My dad would always say. Let's take it down to T-Town, Titletown, Tuscaloosa, Skyler Boulevard, where the boys are hanging out in the building. Guys, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. What's going on? Noah, Noah looks fired up. He's, he's excited. He's in there, you know, very animated today. You feeling good today? Noah is. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to seize the day and all that. There you go. Hopefully we get some good questions for you to read. It's always fun. Uh, you know what's funny? I'm, I'm starting to enjoy the, the, the app messages. I don't know if we've been doing that for a while, but ever since we started doing that, it's fun because I feel like it's, uh, Calls are great. Don't get me wrong. I love the calls. And again, if you want to call in 205-342-9904 is the number. But app messages are cool because you just have no idea what's coming. They've been, uh, we've gotten some very interesting ones. Sometimes just nice, subtle little, uh, comment to kind of, you know, it's just like having a, a live chat. So again, if you guys want to do that as well, you heard my dad talk about the app that you can download, Tide 100.9 on, uh, the app store on your iPhone, Android, all that good stuff. Download that. You can also join the conversation. If you don't want to have your voice on the air, don't worry. I believe it or not, I know I do this for a living, but I, I used to hate public speaking. You couldn't pay me to, to do public speaking until now. Now I do actually do get paid to do public speaking and I do radio <laughs> and broadcasting. So believe it or not, yeah, I didn't like it either. So if you don't want to, if you're that person, you don't want to be on the air. You can always leave a message. So that being said, definitely want to remind you about our good friends over at Buffalo's Cafe again. Last night, Wednesday was bash night, 1799, all you can eat wings. So make sure you don't miss out on those deals. Again, they've got the lunch day specials, 999. That includes a beverage. Don't miss out, folks. Great food, tacos, burgers, uh, wings. I mean, I mean, everything and anything. And they got the nice bar you can sit at, watch sports, all that good stuff. So they'll be a great place to watch the football game as well. So check them out. Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. There you go. I mean, I kind of figured out $17.99. I have to eat a minimum of 18 wings. No, uh, not, not, no, not, not true because it comes with fries, unlimited fries. Well, I should say, saying, I don't care about unlimited fries. chips. I, mean, I'm, I'm I'm I do. Guy. Fries are like the, 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 I'll be honest, I fry like fries almost as much as wings, man. You, you no, know, I don't. Yeah, you gotta go I, for the fries. I want all, I want all you Yeah, and, and it comes with the drink. Hold on, wait, let's break it down. So fries are probably $4. The drink's probably almost three. So that's seven. So realistically, you probably need to eat about well, 11 or 12 so, to realistically make them about a dollar wing. So my thing is, what I'm saying is, like when I go to places like that, I mm-hmm. figure it out, right? Right. But I don't care about the fries because there's a reason they're not saying, hey, it's bash night. All you can eat fries. Because nobody care. They want the wings. Whoa. So, so, I mean, fries, okay. You eat the fries, you're not going to be able to eat as many wings. Think about this. That's true. Okay. So, I figured out. So, basically, 18 bucks. So, if I eat 18 wings, forget about the drink, uh, drink water. So, that's basically a buck a wing. Pretty good. Not bad. Mm-hmm. But if I can somehow get down 36, I have to price 50 cent. Wait. So, wait, get, get what 36? So for me, my, my plan would be to eat 36 wings. Because 36 wings, forget the fries, forget the, 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 the pop. You're saying that makes it like 50 cent a wing, but again, right. also, but, but I cut in half. Yeah, that's lazy math because you're you're dis- you're discrediting the the unlimited fries and the drink that comes. Well, anyway, I mean, you could just break the deal down, that. man. Just be just be grateful you got unlimited wings, man, at a, at a great restaurant right here in Tuscaloosa at Buffalo's Cafe. I mean, you break you doing? Come on, man. We break football down, not menus and prices. What are you doing? You you, you turn into a food critic. I always keepily. try to figure out how to get people to do food math, right? Because. How do I get the best deal? It's all about the deal. It's still a deal. All, it's it's all right. you can eat. It's Dude. all 
Now, I will say this. I'm giving it to Alabama, Michigan. Please. I was at Myrtle Beach one time. It was all you can eat crab legs. That's mm. big. Yep. Now, the price was about 37 40 bucks. I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's crab legs. King crabs, no crab, whatever they call it. Yep. And I went with one, Peter Bowyer, Florida State, Baltimore, Super Bowl champion. Michael Bowyer, Florida State, Minnesota Viking, CLC, LCR. Played in Super Bowl. They didn't Played in Super Bowl. Yeah. So, then I went with their brother, Raleigh, who Georgia played Tech. at Georgia Tech, engineer. Like, his whole... This whole family, the Bowyer family, every one of their kids got Division One scholarships. Well, you That's can't, impressive. you can't, you can't not mention the the sisters who played. And I'm softball. gonna mention Kayla. <laughs> Kayla got a scholarship at Notre Dame where she ran track. Now as a uh, psychiatrist. Okay, what a great family, <laughs> successful. So they said, hey, you know, let's go down to eat these, knock out these crab legs. But we went down there, man, and the people, the owner came to the table. And said, we thank y'all for your business, but we got to ask y'all to, that you can't have any more crab legs. These guys, not me, these guys ate crab legs like they were never going to be any more crab legs left on this earth. <laughs> I was a little bit embarrassed. I mean, it wasn't even, they was calling the person back to give another thingy. Fill up, fill up, fill up. I mean, we were all 250, you know, whatever, we big dudes. Mm-hmm. But I don't like crab legs like that. I like them. But they, the people asked them to stop. Because they were like, we're going to get our money's worth. Boy, they got more than that. So it's people like that. You don't want them in your all-you-can-eat restaurant. <laughs> when I'm talking about the wings, I'm just saying. Like, I might well do that to a chicken wing spot for sure. Back in the day, not now, but back in the day. But you know, these boys did that to a crab leg joint. That was embarrassing. Peter, you embarrassed me. Michael, you embarrassed me. Raleigh, you embarrassed me. But the way y'all ate crab legs. So there you go. Two five three four two nine. Let's get to the game. Michigan. What is the spread? Like one and a half, basically even, right? Michigan one and a half favorite in this ball game over Alabama. And they were doing a preview last night. The one thing that Christian, you and I have been talking about was Jalen Milrow being the difference maker. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Jalen Milrow being the guy that they haven't seen, a guy that they haven't prepared for. They don't have that in the Big Ten. They didn't play anybody uh, with that skill set outside well, of... Well, 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 according to Jim Harbaugh, I hate to cut you off, but I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but he compared Jalen Milrow to Michigan, their own backup quarterback. I don't know if you saw that. Um, it was kind of, kind of weird. It, it, uh, Alex Orgy... O R J I, that is. I spelled. don't give a flip. Yeah, yeah. Well, who uh, Jim Harbaugh I'm just saying, I'm just saying. compare his his own player who's on the practice squad. That, that okay, that's I'm not, just what he not, said. Not can practice squad, but they haven't prepared. They haven't played in game. They haven't played Jalen Miro. Who's I doing agree. it? I agree. You know what I mean? Because I used to do this when I played the Giants, and every time we played the Detroit Lions, and people always ask my number one question that I get as a football player in the NFL. Is who's the best running back you played against? Everybody think I'm going to say Emmitt Smith of the Cowboys. No. He wasn't even my second best. Mm. But number one Whoa. was Barry Sanders. Okay. And they would put wide receivers at the running back position to try to mimic Barry Sanders. 
And I don't care how fast, I don't care how quick some of these dudes were. They didn't prepare for Barry Sanders. Why? Because I can go back now and go on X or YouTube and show you videos of some of my teammates, not me, but some of my teammates making his Ford commercial or making this commercial. He made them look silly. My point is, I don't care what Jim Harbaugh says about their backup quarterback because it ain't the same. It's not Jalen Miro. He's not 6'3 and 230. Right. He can't... Nah, bro. He can't throw it 70 yards. So my point is, Michigan is going to have a difficult time. you got to commit somebody in the defense to take care of Jalen Miller. We talked about the double spy. We talked about Georgia implementing this plan. They might steal that. Well, Alabama did adjust. That's what great coordinators do. They adjust. They see something they've never seen in a ball game like Georgia defense did with Jalen Miro. What did they have to do? They had to adjust. They had to make some changes. They had to pull out the number two pencil on the sidelines or in the, in the press box and say, we got to change some things. That's what they did. So Michigan had to prepared for that. And let's just be honest. Michigan, in my opinion, undefeated. But what I see on tape, do they wow me? Do Michigan, when I look at Michigan on tape, do I look at this team and say, man, this is the number one team in the country? No. I don't see it. And I'm not trying to be, you know, crimson eyes here. I'm just being honest with you. I've seen teams that I think that will give Alabama a much tougher time than what I see in Michigan is a really good football team. They beat Ohio State. That's noteworthy. Penn State, I don't know. I don't know what James Franklin is doing up there. I mean, that, that, that team is in disarray. But let's just be honest. The Big Ten as a whole, not good. This is always a two-team race. And many people will say, hey, Corey, Alabama and Georgia, SEC part is the same thing. But from top to bottom, they're not. I throw Ole Miss and I throw Missouri and I throw teams like that in the mix that are pretty daggum good football teams. LSU. Okay. So what I'm saying is this. The hype is going to be there. They want the buildup to be there. But if we're looking through football eyes and we're evaluating both these football teams, they're dudes. And he can put whomever he want to on his team from the practice squad, backups, and talking about they, we see this guy in practice. You got to be kidding me. I thought Jim was crazy a little bit, and today you just solidified he's crazy. Yeah, now granted, he said he's a polished, he said Jalen Milrow is a polished version of Alex Orgy. So, but, but nonetheless, he's basically saying that, look, I mean, we face a very familiar player every single day in practice so look i mean and and maybe that's how he feels i don't necessarily think he was taking the shot i think he's just a, a different kind of guy it's just interesting because you think about kirby smart and the type of comparison and wow. praise he i mean he compared Jalen milrow to a, a bigger stronger faster maybe even said you know version of lamar jackson right that's uh, a great comparison right right and so that's very high praise and that's coming from a you know back-to-back national champion 
Uh, I wish somebody would, as a player, if I if that was me, if Jim Harbaugh if Jim Harbaugh was talking about me and told me that I'm a polished version of somebody that can't even get on the field, slap in the face. You think he's going to use that as uh, motivation? He should. Yeah. But because he is downplaying Jalen Monroe. Mm. If you want to compare a dude that's going to be a front runner for the Heisman next year to somebody that you have on your roster that can't even get his tail on the field, that's a slap in the freaking face. Mm. Jim Harbaugh is crazy. And I hope, I hope Milrow or something gets plastered. Jamie Bradswell, Jeff, whoever listen to this show, whomever, plaster that somewhere. Tell Jalen Miro, there's a little cleaner version of a backup quarterback. <laughs> That's what they think about you. That's what they're saying about you. You're not that much different. We, we practice it against this guy every day. You kidding me? Yeah. That's a slap in the face, bro. Where'd you see that at, by the way? Oh, I mean, it was all over, like, Twitter and in the news and not and they're not like you know like breaking news or anything but um yeah no I think it was in one of his interviews and I could be wrong I didn't see the actual video I just saw multiple you know articles written on it and I even looked it up again now just to make sure I had it right but yeah I guess when they were you know they do all the media stuff yeah they it was for the playoff you know media you know he's sitting uh sitting down it's probably one of the events just like when I was there remember you actually interviewed me I can maybe share that photo you remember the, the media event where all of us are available and coaches are available. You were yeah. at the, I forgot which, I think it was the, the championship game. Water. It was for the 2016 championship game. But anyway, like you and, so he's sitting down, he's got the wallpaper behind him with the playoff semifinal, Disney, Disney and stuff. Maybe he was at Disney. I don't know, but basically, uh, he was said Jalen Milrow is a polished Alex orgy. Um, and he basically said, you know, that's a scary thought because, uh, Alex Orgy is our scariest, most athletic player. So if you if you listen to the whole quote, I guess again, I probably should listen to the whole video, but in his mind, he probably was saying that as a compliment, because he's saying, Hey, Alex Orgy's, you know, our arguably most athletic player, and this guy's a, a polished version of him. However, it's quite the contrast uh versus the comparison of Kirby Smart, you know, comparing him to the MVP front runner in the NFL right now, Lamar Jackson, but saying he's even more dynamic than that guy. So a little bit different there, but you know it's Harbaugh we're talking about, right? Listen, man, <laughs> you're not going for it. I get it. I, I I would be kind of frustrated too. But again, I think at the end of the day, he can use it as motivation or some fuel, or he could just you know do what he keeps doing and letting all the naysayers know. He can let Harbaugh know now, which I'm sure he has that plan on his schedule. Uh, when they, they, uh, take the field. We're going to take a quick time out, head to break real quick. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more. Then again, we will have Stephen M. Smith, uh, M. is for Miller joining us at 1140, I believe. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art sport experts. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars. This is Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Well, we'll be increasing this afternoon across here. A few light rain showers may show up by late afternoon. 
especially over northwestern sections. They may mix in with some snow showers overnight. 48 the daytime high. 31 tonight, no significant accumulation expected. Mostly cloudy, a few light rain or snow showers for your Friday. Daytime high of 47. Again, no accumulation expected. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. If I could have Monday, I'd be all right. If I could forgive you for one Friday night, wake up on Sunday, you not be my church, just need one day to handle this earth. To the Miller's Edge on a Darius Rucker, Killen's Boy Thursday edition. Corey Miller, the pastor of Pay Christian Miller, Noah Haynes, hanging out here with you. Hope you are doing well. Again, uh, I was on my weekly rant on Jim Hawk, Coach Khaki Pest, one that's known as the cheating college football coach. Only coach half the games, by the way, this year. The other one, he's been suspended. Uh, and then now they have a letter. Uh, for the NCAA of recruiting violation. So no one's shocked, uh, I'm not at least, about Jim Harbaugh and how he uh, he plays in the great, so to speak, right? He likes to get in, he likes to get as close as you can. You know, he's, like, he's, he's that little kid. He's that little kid that, you know, you tell the kid, don't touch sockets or don't touch the stove top. It's hot or you'll get shocked. And if you touch it, you're going to get burned. And he's that little curious kid that wants to get as close as he can to the shock or the fire. But I think it's time he gets burned. I think we're looking at a time where his days might be numbered. If you're Michigan, do you say, Coach, you've done a great job, but you got our program looking like crazy. Your thoughts on that, Christian? Uh, I mean, look, I mean, I, I think in college football, you, you kind of expect some of these things. I mean, they're not the only person to get hit with some of these violations. However, I mean, in terms of collectively in one season, you know, a combination of uh, spying or whatever you want to call it, signal stealing, and then this and all. I mean, it it's a lot. Uh, so to answer your question, my thoughts on it are, I mean, you know, I think it's just kind of a reflection of how he kind of operates the program. doesn't look the best. But if I'm being transparent, does a lot of that stuff go on at other places? It might just not necessarily be reported. Uh, absolutely. So, I mean, you just, you just got to call a spade a spade. So, I mean, but I'm not going to sit there and judge a guy. I mean, it is what it is. He's trying to find advantages. He doesn't, might not necessarily do it, you know, the cleanest way. But you and I both know that nobody is 100% clean. I mean, Alabama's had their own fair share of, you know, little recru- recruiting things come up here and there. Nothing... To the to the extent of having coaches, well, at least the head coach. Suspended. I bet you said everybody cheats. I'm not somewhat yes and no, but I'm saying to different extents. But what I'm saying is like, look, I mean, friends, like we we've, we've had coaches who who have had you know recruiting mm-hmm. violations and minor infractions, and so that happens again. And and yeah, I'm, that happens, you know what I'm saying. So that kind of stuff, you know, it is what it is. Sign stealing. But what I'm saying is, do you think he's the only coach that that? You no, know, you don't think you know about that coach on the sideline that went to. Central Michigan and was over there on the sidelines. I mean, you don't think I, you knew anything about that? No, I, I just told you. I, I think it's uh, definitely you know, it's, it's distasteful, 
right? It, it shouldn't be allowed. He, he got suspended for a reason. I'm not saying I'm like, oh, it's not a big deal. But what I'm saying is I'm not going to sit there and be that guy and, and hold him to the fire as if like, oh, man, he should be you know outlawed from coaching football. Because I know dang well that other programs and coaches probably do some stuff, maybe not to that extent, but they do. You know what I mean? Just just like, for instance, like when they were talking about science, student, I didn't know it was sending people necessarily getting signals because I was just like, if you're talking about them just trying to pick up on signs, I mean, you and I both know as athletes, I mean, we always look to the, the sideline, the opposing sideline, seeing if we can pick up on tendencies. It's not cheating. Everybody does that. Like as a, a, a guy that's close, but, but see, that that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. That stuff to me, like that goes on, you know, all the time. Like as as a defensive lineman or someone on the line of scrimmage, I mean, that's, that's, I'm picking that's up legal. on That's normal. That hey, I'm gonna watch film. Or I'm gonna look at certain things. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, I'm not like taken aback by by the side still, but I'm just saying when you start having a history, right, a track record, if you will, of things that are happening that are, are wrong. Mm-hmm. Then that that now more reflects on the character of the coaches. Yeah, it's I, like, I, I you know, we can say Nick Saban, Shane Beamer. We can say runs. many coaches. Well, well, like I said, they like to get in the gray. Everybody wants an advantage. Correct. I get that, but at the same time, but when these things are you know re- reoccurring things, mm-hmm. is this a reflection of who this dude is? And I'm getting to the point of this is just who he is. He's right. going to always do this type of stuff. He's the same guy that did sort of the whole satellite camps and the shirt off and all. Remember all that stuff? Uh, honestly, not Coach really. Saban had something. To, I don't know if people remember. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. about the whole satellite camp. He Y'all was, remember he was that? holding satellite camps down. So, as a matter of fact, he was in Alabama, I think. He was kind of near the Mobile yeah, area, if I'm not mistaken. That's, and that's the hot spot. That's the recruit bed right there. That's what I'm saying. This is okay. All right. Okay. Look. Look. But when you throw, okay. Fair enough. When you throw that in there, the hot spot for you know uh, satellite camp stuff. Yeah. I mean, you're right. He, he's definitely he's towing on the line of you know really uh, pissing some people off. Excuse my language. But yeah, I I get that. 100. percent I agree. All right, 205-342-9904, number for the program. Don't forget the free app. Tie 100.9, our show sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store. Go see my man, Doug. He's such a great guy, great dude. I had a chance to meet him down in Nash, Vegas, Nashville, at the corporate meeting where I spoke. I mean, the guy did such a, uh, just the people that did a great job. And uh, I met uh, Douglas there. So he's there in Tuscaloosa at Midtown Village. So go check the guys there. Uh, try before you buy them. Make sure that your lower back, knee pain, back pain, hip pain, butt pain, whatever pain you got, uh, those uh, try before you buy. Uh, you know, I like to call them orthotics. You can call them whatever you want to call them. Premium uh, arch supports. Premium arch supports is what we call them, but they work. That's all I'm hey, saying. Hey, real quick, real, real quick, before we, we go to a different topic, and we do have an app message from KJ. We'll get Noah to read that here in a second. But do you think that – I don't even want to say this hypothetical – and it, hypothetically speaking, this is not happening. But say in some alternate universe, Michigan wins the national championship this season. Do you think no. there's going to be some, but definitely going to be backlash from a lot of people. But do you think there's going to They're be. They're not going to count. I was, so was going to say, do you think there's going to be an effort no. to rescind that national championship? They're going to be an effort. I mean, it, I mean, listen, we have politicians who try to use everything they can to try to get some votes. To try to get to the NCAA down in Florida. Right. I mean, so we got people that'll do that. Don't you think that there's going to be people that say Michigan cheated? They stole signs. They got a cheating coach. It's never going to be respected. Right. They might, they might 
keep it, but it's not going to be respected. That's already there. People have been talking about this type of stuff. Uh, that's why I throw it out there. That's why I need Alabama to handle their business. I need Jalen Miro to feel the disrespect that I feel for him. Link, will you? When I put my sweatshirt on Monday did, night. Did you get it yet? Did you get, did you get your sweatshirt? Nah. Oh, I man. still have some hesitation about putting another man's name but on I, but it. But did it come in the mail? I ain't got it yet. Dang, that's why you go to Alumni Hall. For all your officially licensed Alabama gear, head on over to Alumni Hall. They'll get these things to you fast, quick, and in a hurry. You can check them out in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa, where, again, they've got all the officially licensed Alabama gear. Peter Millar products, Yeti products, the hat wall. If you're like me, you like wearing hats. Check them out. If you're remote, you're not in town, no worries. Head on over to AlumniHall.com where you can find all those awesome deals. Again, on all these Crimson Tide apparel right there. They've got the T-shirt deals, two for $38. Again, check them out, AlumniHall.com where the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. With that being said, sorry, I just had to throw that in there. No, that's, that's good. That's a good uh, little segue. That, good job. That's smooth. Yeah, so wait, good job. Noah, do you want to read that app? No, let's go to KJ and let's go to app Mrs. Get free download Tide 100. That's what I said. I said. You said no. I said, Noah, do you want to go there? You said no. I know. I know, but I want to get my little thing in. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from? Yes, we got an app message from KJ. He's got a comment and a question. His comment, he's talking about Orgy. He says he's 6'3", 236 from Texas, but he's slow as molasses compared to Milrow. But uh, his question is, what would you do to stop Alabama offense if you were Michigan? What do you think they're planning? Wait a minute. What's the guy's name? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, listen, spelled O-R-J-I. That's why I spelled it out earlier. Okay? This is kind of like Penix when we had yeah. d- d- discussed Penix on the Tide Tailgate pregame show. And uh, that kind of went south. Again, this is Alex O-R-J-I. Okay? Orgy. Orgy. Alex Orgy, who is – now, this is the this is the bench player that tries to beat Jalen Miro. I mean, look, I, I, I don't know if we okay, had to hit this guy. We, I don't think we had to hit this guy. With, we don't have to hit this guy with a stray. He might not have said his coach did it, right? Yeah, well, okay, forget Orgy because it means absolutely nothing if he ain't playing. <laughs> All right, but to answer your question, KJ, here's the bottom line. What does Alabama need to do? Well, say it again. Please, Noah. Yeah, is what would you do to stop Alabama offense if you were Michigan? So what is Michigan probably going to be playing? Okay, if I was the defense coordinator of Michigan, here's what I would do. Obviously, I'm looking at this Alabama team, and I see a couple things, right? I see an offensive line that has gotten better. Do I totally feel that this offensive line can dominate? I probably wouldn't as a defense coordinator at this point. Just because of what I've seen against Georgia, do they have the potential? Yes. Have they been consistent? Absolutely not. Okay. I will, Here's what I'm going to do. I'm taking away the run. I'm going to make sure, Jace McClellan, I'm going to make sure, uh, you know, these running backs, this plethora of running backs don't crush me and they control the football and keep my offense off the field. So i got to take away the run. i got to make them get an obvious passing situation. i got to make them be able to become one-dimensional throwing the football. I got to say, okay, Jalen Miro, if you can beat me with 330, four touchdowns, being a drop-back passer, and I'm, and I'm spying you and I'm not letting you run the football, not letting you become an extra factory in the run game, if you and those receivers can beat me that way, I can accept it. But I will not accept you running the football up and down the field. Now that sets up play-action passes. Now this quarterback named Jalen Milrow, who is not named Orgy, is throwing a ball 70 yards on the back of my defender scoring touchdowns. Massive chunk plays. 
I can almost promise you this is what defensive coordinators, when I look at this offense and I'm looking at it like a defensive coordinator, okay, I want to get them in obvious path situations. I want to take away the run. I want to make them become one-dimensional, and I want them to throw the football. Because that is the one area, if we're being honest, this is the one area where the inconsistencies has been, especially in the offensive line. And if I got speed on the outside and I'm looking at these tackles who are massive, but yet lack athleticism, lack great footwork, lack space ability to slide and turn their hips, that's going to be my game plan. And I think that's what you're going to see. I think every gap's going to be spoken for. I think you're going to see some stunts and slants, similar to what we've seen from a lot of teams already because they got big dudes that don't move well up front. Mm. I don't have a defense that can play smash mouth. So I'm going to move around. I'm going to send my middle linebackers. I'm going to run some slants. I might run some cat blitzes as well off the edge. But my goal is to make them be one-dimensional, KJ. And if Jalen Miro can beat me, throwing the football in, in obvious passing situations, then they deserve to win the game. Yep. And I think that's what you're going to see. I agree 100% with you. And I, that's why I was telling somebody, too, like, here's the thing. People just go straight to the idea of, oh, you're playing an athletic quarterback in Jalen Miller. Oh, you have to go to, this, like, a spy system, which, yeah, you definitely want to spy here and there. But another option is to just bring it straight to them and bring pressure. And I'm not talking about either just like, basically I'm agreeing with you. I'm not saying just in passing situations. When you're aggressive, you can also be aggressive in the run. Like you said, plugging gaps. You can plug yeah. gaps with linebackers. That helps stop the run. Now, you, you are going to be, you know, selling yourself short and, and at risk for some explosive plays downfield. But again, if I'm playing Alabama's offense, if you look at it, they struggled early on in the season when people were being aggressive and, and people were, were bringing it to us, right? And, and now, granted, we've cleaned up and patched some of those holes that we talked about. Over time, we've definitely patched those things. Our protection's been much better. We're now using some chippers. We're now having our backs block better and pass pro. However, um, I still would, like I said, I would, I would bet on being aggressive, both in the run game and definitely the pass game. And like you said, look, if they beat us through the air, they make those shots. Cool, we can live with that. But um, are you listening to something? Um, no, I'm I meant to meet you, but that was rude. I was going to, I was going to have more <laughs> something real quick, but we ain't got time. Thanks, right. thanks. Anyway, well, since you don't want to listen to me talk, that, that that was it, right? I mean, look, I, I'm agreeing with you. They definitely want to pressure. Uh, if if I'm Michigan's defense, that's that's what I would do. No, 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 I was listening to you, but I was, I didn't know the sign was on my car. But here's the thing, Noah, if you go to X real quick, um, just real quick, Noah, and you go to X, what do you call that, Chris, at the top of the line? The University of Alabama Athletics is live right now. Tommy Reese is at the podium um, at the uh, Rose Bowl. So they are having some media stuff happening today. So that's what I didn't know if you, you want to see if you can catch some of that. Um, and maybe we can we can grab some of it. Well, we got and, Steve uh, and them coming up in a minute. Yeah, we got Steve and them coming up next, but maybe he can still grab some of that. Maybe we'll get to that maybe toward the end of the show. Let's go ahead and hit a quick timeout. All right, this is the Bills at No Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports 1230 AM WTBC. Christian Miller, two-time national champion, knows what it's like to be out at the Rose Bowl and places like that, getting ready for a natty. Corey Miller, the pastor, Payne Noah Haynes, the best reader in the state of Alabama. We all hang out here with you. When we come back, this guy, I don't have enough adjectives to describe. 
Stephen M. Smith, not A, but M, will join us in his own words to talk about the tide as they get ready to take on Michigan for a chance to play for the national title. This is the Middle Dance. Welcome to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Back in a moment. The two winningest programs in college football history collide. Jada Lucky, he's got him wide open, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! It's Saban versus Harbaugh. It's the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. Our coverage starts at 1 this Monday on your home for Alabama football. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. It's midnight in California. Been drinking all day with my friends. We met a group of pretty girls from Georgia. A couple guys from Amsterdam. It was all night. I used my discretion. And welcome back. The Rose Edge on Edge. Rucker Kellum's boy Thursday. A little California in there for you. Some pretty girls from Georgia, but uh, we talked about those pretty girls also out in California. And I know, speaking of pretty girls, he probably wish she was out there working. But he's still in T-Town, Titletown, Tuscaloosa. In his own words, Stephen M. Smith, the Bama Standard. He is an alum of the University of Alabama. Welcome into the program. He joins us every single Thursday right about this time, 1140. Stephen, happy Thursday, man. And uh, we won't be on Monday, so we got a lot to get into about this matchup with Michigan. Absolutely, guys. Happy to be here. We have loved to be in, in California with you guys next day, but taking pictures of Mickey Mouse there. But uh, <laughs> did not get that credential. Our CEO actually got it for PDA, so he's going out there. But uh, I'm seeing all the photos. The team looks locked in, ready to go, and uh, just prepared to see what happens on New Year's Day. Uh, are you jealous at all? I mean, is there envy? I mean, sli- slightly, slightly. But then I think back, well... I can watch Nick Saban yell better from a, from a big screen TV with surround sound. There you go. There you go. I, I'm with you on that. Let's get right into it because this matchup has everybody intrigued. A lot of people like to use the word similar. I don't. I don't think they're similar. Now, if you want to say, okay, they both run the football, they both play great defense, athletic quarterback, okay. But we know Alabama and Michigan, in my opinion, at least are different. When you look at this matchup, I just described if I was defense coordinator going up against the offense of Alabama, what would I do? I'm, I'm throwing that at you. What does Michigan have to do to try to secure victory? Michigan's, Michigan's going to have to control the line of scrimmage. They're going to have to control the line of scrimmage. And then number two, I think J.J. McCarthy, from a quarterback standpoint, he's going to have the game of his life. Like, he's going to have a perfect game. We're talking 300-plus yards passing, doing some things with his legs, uh, protecting the football, and making every throw imaginable out there. Because, like, like you mentioned, Corey, this is not a special offense that Michigan has. They have one way to win. And that's, you know, that's run the football. Blake Corum kind of boa constrictor, squeeze, it, squeeze the opposing team down when it can. But in this game against Alabama, you kind of fit exactly what Bama wants to do, which is stop the run. Uh, I mean, come out there, J.J. McCarthy, like, like, like nobody's business. So for McCarthy, 
he's got to have the game of his life. Steve, when you look at this matchup, what are like some key position battles that, that you see being uh, critical in this game? Well, first and foremost, up front, you got to look at um, you know, Seth McLaughlin at center has to go up against a very good defensive lineman from Michigan, number 55, for what? And this guy can move. He's physical. He's athletic. He can get he can get hands off of him and attack him the run. So uh, McLaughlin, uh, Caden Proctor, the entire offensive line against Michigan's defensive front, which is a solid group. That's the matchup right there that I would keep my eyes on. Another thing I would keep my eyes on in the matchup is uh, Blake Corum and Alabama's defensive secondary in terms of our guys getting downhill quickly to stuff him. We have seen uh, um, Malachi Moore. We've seen King of Downs. Both of those two do a tremendous job in run support. They fly downhill. They get their hat on a running back on the football, making plays there behind the line of scrimmage. We've even seen that from Terrion Arnold and run support as well. So just uh, our, our Bama's offensive run controlling Michigan's defensive line, and then when they give the ball to Blake Corum, our guys in the secondary being able to get downhill fast, fill our run gaps, and put a hat on that young man. Stephen, one of the things I talked about earlier on before you came on was if I'm Michigan, if I'm mentor, Jesse Mentor, the defensive coordinator, I'm looking at this offense, I'm taking away the run, I'm making them become one-dimensional. Well, as we flip the script and look at this offense with Jalen Muir, one thing that I do know, one of the things that takes a little while, especially the early on in the season, summer camp, you know, defense always ahead of the offense. Now that we've had two, three weeks off, this offense was buzzing, Miro playing great football. What do you expect or how do you expect this offense to pick up quickly and pick up where they left off against Georgia? I think the biggest thing, Corey and Christian, is uh, Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, being patient, taking the easy throws when they're there. I know you want to take deep shots and take a shot at Michigan, Michigan secondary because they haven't faced the speed type of receiver like Alabama has in the Isaiah Bond, uh, a Kobe Prentice, Jermaine Burton's got some wheels also. You definitely want to use the matchup of Amari Nightblack at tight end out there. But Tommy Reese has got to be patient and understanding if they're not giving us a deep shot, take the underneath routes. You saw it against Auburn when the underneath routes were available and you took those with Kobe Prentice, with Isaiah Bond. It opened up Jermaine Burton on the back end too to do some things there. And the same thing happened with Georgia. When you took the underneath things with Kobe Prentice and Isaiah Bond, it opened up the wheel route for Jam Miller that went for a touchdown. It opened up the post-corner fade there for 15 yards to Jermaine Burton for a touchdown. So for Tommy Reese, you got to understand, if I have to be patient and take the easy money early, do that. Steven, as, as you know, they're you know, the football team, they're out in Los Angeles. We saw the pictures of Disneyland, all that good stuff. And, I, you know, from experience, I know it's definitely a great time. Uh, but we also know that there are some distractions that, that can be there uh, when you are, you know, playing these bowl games. Do you feel like that's something to consider or, or any cause of concern? You know, the team is out in Los Angeles. Uh, there could be some distractions that could take away from some of their focus. Or do you feel, you know, from kind of getting a sense uh, from this football team and the leadership that that's not too much to worry about, that, that they should have their mind in the right place? Well, quite naturally, Christian, I can mention there, there are distractions there. When you talk about going to Disneyland, taking a part of all of these festivities, and then 
You look at Jalen Milrow and Terion Arnold, they're opening up the length pop-up shop there. You oh, know, wow. Having guys, so fans come in, take pictures, sign autographs, get you know, NIL length merchandise. So there are reasons and causes there for distraction. But hearing Jalen Milrow talk on yesterday, the focus and the calmness that he has, the focus and the calmness of Malachi Moore and Dallas Turner, I look at I look at if the 2022 team was in the situation or the 2021 team was in the situation, I would see more cause for concern because there wasn't much team chemistry with both of those two teams. It was more so of we got playmakers like Bryce Young and Will Anderson, but it was not that full unity of team. With this group, I don't have that concern because there's the full unity of team. Everybody is bought in together. Yes, you have your team captain, that being Jalen Milrow, Malachi Moore, and Dallas Turner, but everybody together is one unit as a team. And that, that, that eases my mind in terms of, yes, there may be distractions, but it looks like these guys are bought in or taken back by the distractions. Stephen M. Smith in his own words. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, U of A alum in his own words. Joining us here as he does every Thursday. My final question for you, Christian, may have one more for you, Steve. <laughs> I don't like the whole NIL thing during this week, but that's just me. Um, I didn't know about that. The pop-up no, I, didn't know I, didn't know that. That. I, I don't like it, but I get it. That being said, this team, you talked about the unity, you talked about Link, right? Well, they, they, they got something to prove. Uh, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, who I think is a cheater, uh, kind of alluded that, you know, <laughs> Michigan has somebody to simulate uh, one Jalen Miro. Do you see that as a slap in the face, a backup quarterback? Or do you, you Jalen Miro, do you feel disrespected? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, it, it, it was, it was very, it was very interesting hearing Harbaugh say, well, Miro is a more polished version of Alex Orgy. You know, our backup guy, Orgy, who has not recorded a passing statistic all season. He does have 11 <laughs> carries, two of those touchdowns. So I'm just like, wow, you're comparing your backup quarterback that hasn't had a passing stat all season to one Jalen Milrow, <laughs> who's got over 2,700 yards passing, 35 total touchdowns. I, I just thought that was completely uh, disrespectful uh, from Jim Harbaugh in that regard. But I look at Milrow. I don't even think I don't even think he's seen it that way. I think Milrow is so locked in on just doing what he has to do. Uh, he spoke on Jalen Hurts being his biggest inspiration in terms of both guys being from Texas. Both guys have had to overcome adversity in their football careers, and he, he even quoted Jalen Hurts after the SEC championship game. So Milrow has talked to Hurts a lot. They've shared valuable information with each other. Uh, Hurts has shared wisdom with Milrow. So that Alabama B sci-fi brotherhood, boy, that thing runs deep. <laughs> it really does. I agree with you there. Uh, my last question for you, Stephen, is is when you look at this matchup, uh, we talked about you know Michigan's defense and what they probably should do if they want to try to have success. Um, against Alabama's offense. On the flip side, what do you think? You know, I know you talked about, you know, obviously them running the football, but and the, Alabama's defense, how do you think they go about, you know, stopping this Michigan offense? It's not the most impressive offense, but, um, I think their quarterback's a sneaky athlete. You know, they, they do run the ball a lot. We know that, but 
Uh, one thing about them, they do mix it up. You know, they run between the tackles. Sometimes they get out on the perimeter. I've seen their quarterback uh, have some runs. So how do you think Alabama's defense goes about stopping this Michigan offense? I think first and foremost, Christian, you take away the off-tackle runs from Blake Corum. You take away the off-tackle runs. Uh, uh, when they try to run up the middle with him, you meet him in the hole in the backfield for a loss. Uh, this is going to take the defensive line guys, Keenan, uh, Boyd, B.T.M. Smith, you man your gap, command a double team, man your gap, and that allows your, your linebackers, your Lawsons, your Marshalls, your, uh, your, your Jihad Campbells, those guys come in there, feel your spice, uh, lay some hits there on Blake Corum. You lay some hits there on Corum, and then even though McCarthy is a sneaky good athlete, where he is concerned, you get after him, but you don't overly pursue, right? If you know you got him in your grasp, but you may not make the play, send him back into somebody that can make the play. You pursue him, don't over-pursue. And if you take away that run and make this be a game where McCarthy has to throw it, he's not all that comfortable just throwing the ball a lot of times in the game. If you make this a game where McCarthy has to beat you with every single throw he has, he's going to be uncomfortable doing that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last four games for Michigan, J.J. McCarthy's passing, he's averaging like 150, 140 yards. It's not impressive at all. One touchdown hasn't been good in the passing game the last four games. So I feel comfortable with Alabama in the secondary. I think they can have a chance to be extremely more effective in the run game. Plus, you've been saying what I've been preaching all along. This game right here is going to be on the defensive line. The position group, where I think, is not the greatest strength of Alabama's defense. Uh, they got good dudes. They don't have great dudes, but they must play a beautiful game up front as far as the defense line. I'll discuss that more when I talk about the keys on tomorrow. Stephen L. Smith, he's, uh, in his own words, he's going to be watching the game like we are on the big screen. And man, we appreciate you. Can't wait to hear after this victory. Uh, hope you have a great, great new year, my man. And don't do too much, uh, boozing or chasing, you know, that kind of thing. Just be, be humble and kind. We're, hey, Pastor, we'll do so. We'll definitely <laughs> do so, but I, I appreciate you and Chris having me on the day. And you guys enjoy the Thursday. It's a great day out here. Enjoy the game and get back to doing what y'all do here on this pod 100.9. Yes, sir. Amen, my brother. Be well. There you go. Stephen M. Smith, in his own words, standard. And uh, touchdown, Alabama Magazine. Guys, we got to get up out of here. Chris, has been a good show. Been fast. It does. Noah, thank Fly you. Bye. Thanks, Stephen Smith. We'll be back to your predictions tomorrow. We'll take your predictions tomorrow. We'll be off on Monday. Uh, you'll get the uh, pregame show instead of the Middle's Edge on Monday. So tomorrow will be our last chance to break it down. So I look forward to hearing from you on the phone lines and that free download app, Ty 100.9. For Christian Miller, two-time national champion, and Captain Corey Miller, NFLer, Hall of Famer, radio host, preacher. I don't know, Noah's... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I work for Noah. Noah Haynes. All right, guys. <laughs> we got to get out of here. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow 23 hours. Big news sports is next. Be blessed. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge. Tackling sports 